0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte.
1: The mainstream news media was busted peddling fake news about a police shooting. We will show it to you and expose them. Also, Greta Thunberg is preaching climate hysteria today on Earth Day, so... We're going to give her a little lesson on the real climate data and how wrong the so-called experts have been over the years. And Hunter Biden was working on some dirty deals with the Chinese Communist Party. You won't believe what theme park he was working to open in China. All of that and more tonight on Dr. Gina Primetime. Hello, I'm Dr. Gina. Welcome to Primetime. We start off tonight with a fake news alert. Now the media is smearing the police yet again. And on the same day that the guilty verdict was handed down against Derek Chauvin, a Columbus, Ohio police officer was shot, uh, rather shot and killed a 16 year old black teen, Makia Bryant. And the body cam video was released. It shows the officer saved a young woman from being stabbed by shooting and killing her attacker with a knife. NBC Nightly News is getting blasted for their skewed report that leaves out key parts of the 9-11 call, but included an odd detail about how a knife was actually seen on the ground. Listen
2: just before yesterday's verdict a police officer shot and killed a 16-year-old black girl in columbus ohio saying she was threatening others with a knife reardon fires his weapon four times striking bryant officers are seen and heard performing cpr body camera footage shows a knife on the ground
1: um no the knife wasn't just spotted on the ground the knife was spotted in the attacker's hand and the officer shot the young woman right before she plunged that knife into the woman dressed in pink. She saved. He saved a life. To imply that the officer shot the woman and found the knife on the ground is NBC's very transparent way of pushing their fake narrative that the racist police officers just abound in the United States and that this attacker was actually just an innocent black woman murdered by a systemically racist uh, systemically, sorry, racist system. I'll get this out. Uh, we're going to talk more about this coming up later in the show. The saga continues over this bias in media. But over in Washington, D.C., it is Earth Day. And if you have tuned in to any other network today, that's the only thing you've probably heard today because they don't want to talk about any real news. But Earth Day means that the Democrats are finding numerous ways to use climate hysteria to take away your liberties and to spend your money to pad the pockets of themselves. Greta Thunberg testified before the House via video conference today, and she's becoming very good at being a modern day socialist. She said that uh, there shouldn't even be a discussion on the topic of climate change. We should just do what she wants. Listen.
3: And I'm not even going to explain why we need to make real drastic changes and dramatically lower our emissions in line with the overall current best available science. It is the year 2021 The fact that we are still having this discussion and even more that we are still subsidizing fossil fuels directly or indirectly using taxpayer money is a disgrace.
1: Yes, it's a disgrace that we should have a discussion, she said, and wouldn't even explain why we should drastically change our lives on the advice of a teenager. Although we can't really blame Greta She is a young, ignorant child being used by the left and her parents, and she hasn't been around long enough to see the last 50 years of complete climate hysteria and false predictions that never came true. Back in 1967, for example, L.A. Times writer George Goetz said it was already too late. Famine would wipe out the world's population by 1975. And in 1970, the Boston Globe reported on the coming ice age by the year 2000. All right. And in that same year, Dr. Paul Ehrlich said that uh, the oceans would be dead in a decade and that America would be rationing water by 1974 and rationing food by 1980. Thanks, uh, Dr. Ehrlich. And scientists were sure that the Maldives islands would be underwater within 30 years. And that article is from 1988. That would be 31 years ago. Yeah, Greta. So. Uh, One day in the future, we're going to look back at the clips and quotes of Greta Thunberg having her moment of fame and her ridiculous predictions won't have come true either. Climate hysteria is just a way for the elite to continue flying around the world in private jets traveling to lavish parties labeled climate conferences so that they don't lose, uh, you know, any of their money and uh, you don't need to lose any sleep over all their crazy predictions because none of it's going to come true. And meanwhile there was a psychiatrist who said that our youth are being are being are being just too stressed about all of this climate change that is happening and being exacted on them by us their evil parents and that we shouldn't put this on them and that it's tantamount actually to war to to PTSD from that our veterans endure and that you and I are responsible for this well I've got a little bit to tell that psychiatrist about that, too. Coming up later on in the show, we're going to talk about how young people are so afraid of an impending climate catastrophe uh, that they may have to seek psychological help. And next, we're going to talk to John Solomon about the dirty deals that were just uncovered between Hunter Biden and a certain foreign government. We're going to tell you about that, too. It's crazy news day, but we're going to bring it all to you right here on Dr. Gene Primetime.
4: Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's com slash Wondery.
1: And welcome back to Back to China Primetime. How would you like some tickets to SeaWorld in Beijing? Well, Hunter Biden might just be able to hook you right up. That's right, Hunter Biden. He's back in the headlines, but you won't see it in the New York Times or the Washington Post. You have to go to just the news to get... The real news these days as i tell you just about every night on this show just the news is reporting today that hunter biden had all kinds of business deals in the works with companies tied to the ccp the chinese communist party that included opening a sea world in china you honestly cannot make this stuff up and here to clarify all of the absurdity is the one and only john solomon john great to have you back on the show Good thanks for popping you, in to tell us the latest dirty deals between Hunter and China. It's almost unfathomable, John. It, it sounds like, it, it does sound like a joke. And actually, you told me that joke before the show when we were, like, warming up <laughs> here. And then we stole it and it's put it in true. my prompter I because we liked be it so much. That. Yeah. <laughs> and see, John's a funny guy. You know, you just, you just oh, never know no. what he's going to come up with. But no. uh, John, I better stick to straight it, me, news. Yeah. But it really, it isn't funny when you think about the fact that this family, the Biden family, has profited, if not into the billions, into the hundreds or at least multiple tens of millions uh, off of the office of Joe Biden. And that is terrifying when you think about the position we are in now when when Joe Biden is supposedly president, or at least puppet president, or whatever it is he is. Uh, tell us the story.
2: Yeah, you know, when we first heard about Hunter Biden in China, we thought it was his one deal for a billion and a half dollar uh, capital investment fund in China. That's a big deal alone. He got that deal yeah. by going on his, president, uh, his father's uh, Air Force Two airplane as vice president, right. scoring a deal with a Chinese official coming back. I don't think the fund ever got to a billion and a half dollars but it, you know he got that deal. But as we've dug deeper and deeper, what we have found is that Hunter Biden was trying to score in China any way he could, maybe bring the Chinese into buying an NBA franchise or NBA uh, arena in the United States, trying to open up a SeaWorld set of theme parks in communist China. Uh, one of the more serious ones that he did complete was he transferred uh, one of the iconic auto park makers IN MICHIGAN, IN THE UNITED STATES, HENIGIS, TO COMMUNIST CHINA CONTROL, AND HE DID SO BECAUSE THE COMPANY, BEYOND ITS GREAT AUTO PARTS FOR CARS, MADE A VERY SENSITIVE TECHNOLOGY FOR FIGHTER JETS THAT AMERICA HAD SUPREMACY ON, NOW THE CHINESE OWN THE MAJORITY OF THAT COUNTRY. SO, AT EVERY STEP OF THE WAY, HE SAW China's, CHINESE uh, COMMUNIST CHINA NOT AS AN ENEMY, BUT AS A CHANCE TO SCORE A CHECK, AND THE LATEST EXAMPLE OF THIS BEING THE, the SEA WORLD uh, IDEA KICKED AROUND I uh, didn't quite materialize, but he was willing to pursue it. And now we learn of a new cast of characters he was working with. His father's long-term, uh long-time body man, the guy who's with the vice president day and night, uh, Fran Person. He was working on this deal, so now we know another Biden insider. And then Barack Obama's former ambassador to China. He just had resigned in 2014 uh, as the U.S. ambassador to China. By 2015, he's working with Hunter Biden, Fran Person, to go back to the Chinese and say, the Iwana part of this deal on SeaWorld, uh, it is an unseemly picture when you look at it. And when we now look at all that China has done in the five years, they were never our friend, but it was certainly Hunter Biden's aspiration to make them the abject of his wallet.
1: And, and, John, you know, this kind of thing will buy a lot of Parmesan cheese that apparently Hunter Biden has a special uh, affinity for. But the reality yeah. of it is that during President Trump's uh, administration, he was really endlessly harassed about business deals, supposedly, in yeah. Russia that really did never happen. Uh, like a Trump tower in Moscow that never right. actually materialized. Uh, that was in the headlines quite a bit. But I hear crickets, crickets from the mainstream media on this. And all I can think about every time I hear one of these stories, John, is. If this were Don Jr. or Eric Trump or Ivanka or Tiffany or you name the Trump oh, right. child or for crying out loud, you name the Trump associate. If it were John Solomon or Gina Loudon, uh, if, if it were someone Trump met once on a train somewhere and someone had a picture of them together, John, uh, and, and they the, you take the Parmesan cheese or the SeaWorld story or any of the rest of them, <laughs> the media would be relentless on this, John. But, but tell us, were any of those stories about Donald Trump true?
2: They weren't. I mean, they were the extraordinary work of intelligence and disinformation experts who created a false reality for four years of uh, President Trump's uh, term. We're still learning three, four months after President Trump left office how many false stories were told. We just were told last week by the intelligence community, oh, that whole thing about the Russian bounties and Trump not caring that Russia was killing our soldiers in Afghanistan. That wasn't true either, but just think of all the time. The, the stuff about Brian Sicknick, for three months we were led to believe he was hit over the head with a fire extinguisher. Right. He wasn't. Time and time again, false reality projected by Democrats and the news media, and then true stories about Hunter Biden being uh, hidden from public view, censored from social media. If ever we lived in a dual uh, universe, this is it, two flows of information and uh, 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 one flow is misinformation, one is true and often ignored.
1: Absolutely, and, and I continue to see on social media all the time, John, that the Trump family has profited so greatly from the Trump presidency. Um, I don't see how that's true. I, I, when I look at all the things that he gave up, when I look at um, mm-hmm. the fact that uh, Ivanka went to work for the administration, which some people frown upon, You know, I think that that's a matter of personal taste whether you think that that's okay or not. But nonetheless, it was a salary decrease from what she was doing before. There's no doubt about that. Um, And I think that because you and I know what you make when you go to work for the government, and it's just not what she was making before. Um, I think things like that. um, Just to me, when I do simple math, it doesn't add up that they made so much money. Um, And I'll tell you something else. I see him every day. You know, not every day, but most days around Palm Beach and around Mar-a-Lago, and. He looks a lot more relaxed and happy these days, and it's not because things are going so well in the country. So it tells me (laughs) that he's in a different place right now. And so, John, just talk to us about the comparison between these two men and their children and the amount of money they've made off of government. And I wanna add one thing. Any money that Donald Trump made, by the way, was in the private sector with a business he built on his own with his family. And any money that uh that joe biden and and hunter biden and his family have made and any by the way his sisters and brothers-in-laws and all of that as well has been at the at the uh at the the trough of the government go ahead
2: yeah listen what the difference is donald trump's kids left their private businesses and went into government service to try to serve this country for four years when joe biden became vice president his son went external overseas followed his father's Policy responsibilities all around Europe and Asia and tried to make money off it. Ukraine, Russia, Kazakhstan, China. We can keep learning of new deals almost every day. I keep getting new documents from sources. Hunter Biden, there wasn't a country, a person, even a felon that he wasn't willing to be in business with. Keep in mind, several of the people he was in business with while his father was vice president are now convicted felons. Patrick Coe. Chinese natural, con, uh, national convicted felon and deemed to be a spy threat at one point by the U.S. Intelligence Community. Uh, Devin Archer, his primary business guy, his a co-partner at Burisma, a convicted felon. Uh, people keep asking me, why does Hunter Biden not remember anything during his book tour? If I was in business with those guys and I was doing these things, I might want to forget it because it's kind of unseemly and embarrassing.
1: If this were a Trump kid, John Solomon, there wouldn't be enough ink for the media to print True. what they would print about one of the Trump kids. Right. John Solomon, where would we be without you exposing the truth, just the, the truth, as you do all the time at Just the News? Thank you so much for being with us.
2: Uh, thanks, Gina. Have a great night.
1: You too. All right, it's another day in the Biden administration, and so it's another day in the Biden border crisis as well. Your children on TikTok? Well, the cartels south of the border may have reached out to them to recruit to help them smuggle illegals across the border. You can't make this stuff up. The headline is this Border cartels using TikTok to recruit recruit U.S. teens to smuggle migrants. Here with me now to discuss our border correspondent, Ben Burkwam. Ben, great to see you.
3: Uh, It's great to see you too, Dr. Gina. This, you know, it's uh, interesting when that story came out. Uh, it's not surprising to me, in fact, uh, there's, what, what's even worse than that is down at the camp we were at, down in Tijuana, Tijuana, uh, for, <laughs> for you, the, uh, there are actually signs out, I don't mean to laugh about this, but there's signs out uh, in front of the camp inviting young people to join the sex trade. In fact, we've got, I've got a picture, I'm going to be showing that a little bit later, I'll be posting that a little bit later, inviting people 17 uh, and even younger to join in the sex trade, this is coming from, the same cartels. But what people don't understand is uh, these cartels, you think of cartels and a lot of people think of like old Westerns, you know, Mexican Westerns, or, or uh, maybe you you saw something with Pablo Escobar, old school guys that just go and shoot up and uh, shoot people up and all that. These guys are incredibly sophisticated. They are. They have uh, billions of dollars now. They have the best computer equipment. They have, uh, and, and the, the best uh, marketing out there possible as well. They hire the best people. And so this kind of thing, it doesn't surprise me at all. It may surprise Americans, but it doesn't surprise me. And the worst part is, though, uh, it's really not surprising when you consider all the leftist organizations in America that are already doing this. I mean, we have groups down there that have been doing this for years. Now, when somebody offers, you know, it's, it's the media that have said that this is somehow a great thing for America, that open borders are a great thing. Well, of course, young people, if you offer them $3,000, they'll be happy to drive somebody across the border, not even thinking about the possible repercussions.
1: And, you know, and I have to explain that our laughing was an inside joke between you and I because it was had nothing to do with us thinking that the cartels pulling young people in is funny. It was because I used to live on the border in San Diego, and I told you that... The locals in San Diego, you have to say Tijuana. It can't be Tijuana, or they'll know that you're not a local, and they'll make fun of you mercilessly. So I said, when you go to San Diego, you have to say Tijuana. You can't say Tijuana, because everyone there will know you're not a local, and they'll make fun of you. It's not necessarily the way the Mexicans say it, but it is absolutely that the San Diegans, you've got to say Tijuana. So when you said Tijuana, and then you corrected yourself, Tijuana, (laughs) that's what you and I were laughing about. I don't want anyone to think we were laughing at the thought of cartels manipulating children on tiktok because that's absolutely not funny but um but i've been you know but
3: you're yes thank thank you thank you for clarifying that by the way just for the audience in case but yes it's it's absolutely not funny uh what's going on and and,
1: and, and, no it it really isn't and and i think it is terrifying because i mean even my own children i can't get them off of tiktok they love tiktok and it really is um it has become the go-to social media i hate to say it For the Gen Gen Zers. I mean, they love TikTok. They use it all the time. My kids, I can't hardly keep them from coming up to me and showing me another TikTok. And even if you look at other social media, you know, whether you're on Instagram or Cloud Hub or wherever, you'll see TikTok posted on other social media. It's that popular. And so um, so to think that uh, they have gone to the lengths of using TikTok to recruit our children for this makes me wonder. Um, what other things they're using it for, you know, this has been exposed. um, It doesn't really surprise me, but Ben, um, do we know how they found out about this and how many children we're talking about?
3: I don't have numbers on that yet. Uh, What I, what I do know is they actually uh, found the, the TikToks. They actually found the messages in some of these uh, that they were posting anonymously or on private groups or in, uh, you know, on on people's pages, uh, individuals pages saying, or they're, channels saying that uh, you know looking for a driver to take somebody across the border and then they were actually going back and finding you know the messages in response oh i've done it it was really easy you guys do the same thing and so uh, i don't know the i have no idea the actual numbers of the the total numbers of people that have done this but it uh, it wouldn't surprise me at all if there if it's if if it's a large number i mean this is one of those things like you said uh, this is reaching this generation of the general Zers, and this is how they communicate and so it's the same actually you know you've seen these these attacks by tiktokers uh, against conservatives for the last couple years now using it as a communications tool Uh, so it doesn't surprise me at all that they're doing that and you're right it's not just about taking people across the border there's a whole host of other things Uh, we know human trafficking not just in mexico but in america where people are going on places like tiktok it used to be uh, uh, Craigslist and now it's TikTok and Instagram and these other things that people are using to recruit minors, to recruit people to to do all kinds of terrible things. And so it's uh, it's just one more in the list of bad things that are going on uh, because of the border crisis that we have.
1: Unbelievable. All right, Ben, well you are getting ready for a big big tour across the southern part of the US along the border. Uh, tell us what is in store for us next week.
3: We are launching our Save America Freedom Tour, and we're actually starting this Saturday in Atlanta, Georgia. We're gonna be at the Star Cafe, we're gonna be broadcasting, and it's gonna be an amazing event there. Uh, and then we're hitting the road, going to talk to people on the ground. We're actually gonna be going through Louisiana, uh, and then down through Texas the, uh, along the Gulf Coast there, uh, going into Houston, and then ultimately ending up on Wednesday in McAllen, Texas, Uh, to talk about the real crisis, the things that the fake news media don't wanna talk about. We're gonna have an amazing event down there on the border, at the wall. I have some amazing speakers, folks from the border patrol are gonna be joining us. We have angel moms joining us. We have some representatives from Texas and national representatives joining us to talk about the issues. Uh, It's gonna be an incredible start to finish and it's just the beginning of what we wanna do. Real America's voice is going to the people, taking the voice to the people and getting the voice of the people. Uh, And it's really focused on two things. What makes America great? We're gonna be looking at election, election fraud and and, uh, uh, what's going on in Georgia. Um, And then what the left is doing to tear down America. So we're gonna be checking, talking to folks about those two primary issues, obviously when it comes to the border, obviously border sovereignty. So really going into each location and finding out what matters to the people in those areas and, and communicating that to America because we're not seeing it from any other networks.
1: that is just amazing I cannot wait to see what you guys are doing because I know it'll be stuff that nobody else is uncovering thank you so much for being with us
3: thanks dr. G all
1: right coming up the new census data shows a disturbing trend we're gonna tell you what it is up next and whether it can be reversed that's right right here on dr. Gina prime time stay with us Well, welcome back, back to Dr. Gina Prime Time. As the latest census data is being compiled, a disturbing new trend is revealing itself. The headline at Just the News says this. Census data shows long rise in single-parent homes. Experts link to wide array of social ills. This is not that surprising to those of us who've just been awake at the wheel. The data shows that the share of children living in single-parent households has more than doubled since 1968. 15% of children in 1968 were not living with both parents. And today, that number has more than doubled to 30%. And we know that as the family breaks down, so does society, unfortunately. Here with me now to discuss, the founder of Red Renaissance, Kim Klasik, and the host of Jack Brewer Show, heard on Saturday nights on Sirius XM Family Talk, jack brewer so glad to have both of you here with me tonight thank you so much thanks for
0: having
1: us kim to you first you have stepped into the political world and taken it by storm to try to battle the left's push to tear down the family and you're in Baltimore, really on what is the front lines of that battle. You see this every day. But my question to you is, do the folks in the district where you fought, do they understand that it is the policy of the politicians that you were battling that have brought this whole devolution, devolvement about? Do they understand that?
0: Yeah, well, thanks again for having me, Dr. Gina. I mean, I think we're getting close for the people to understand it. You know, for a long time, we had 50 years, really, of Democrat control in Baltimore City. And so you've seen the results. If you saw my campaign ad, you saw the crumbling infrastructure, 20 percent living in poverty, uh, you know, 10 times the national average as far as the homicide rate. And so when we went to go knock on doors as I was running for Congress in District 7, uh, we were talking to people and they didn't really seem to understand at the moment, you know, it is the policies and why, you know, Baltimore looks the way it does. Uh, But the more and more we ran and the more and more doors we knocked, we kind of explained it to everybody. And there were some people that said, you know what, you have a good point. And so, you know, for the first time in ever, really, we had 14,000 votes pulled in Baltimore City I think as a Republican, the most a Republican has ever gotten in that area is 3,000 votes. So we really changed a lot of minds, and we're going to keep chipping away. Um, But this is a problem that we see in many inner cities across the country. You know, we've had these issues for a very long time. You know, you said here with the the census data, 1968, I have to remind people, it was 1965 when the government asked uh, the black woman to marry the government rather than the father of her child. And that's when we saw the welfare state come into play. So I could see how that happened just three years later.
1: Hmm. Uh, Jack, my staff and my family know that if there's one thing in the world that inspires and motivates me, it's if I can grab a dinner or a lunch with Jack Brewer when I'm at an event, that is something that I am absolutely going to do because one of the things that just sets you on fire is when the topic of the breakdown of the family comes up and and i'm a product of a broken family and when i hear you talk about this issue uh it's something that is is like hearing really nobody else talk about it and um and and so this really is something that has become part of your brand on your new radio show on SiriusXM um but poverty rates are one thing that is so much worse so much higher For um, children of these single parent households and there are all sorts of ill effects that you bring up all the time um, for children who don't have the advantage of having both parents and Jack you've been preaching this for so long but help our audience understand the impact of the doubling factor of, of twice the amount of children growing up in these last 50 years um, and, and what that means if that number continues to double over the next 50 years.
6: It's a deep issue and you know, it's uh, I, I call it the civil rights issue of our time, uh, fatherless. Mm. The reason why is because whenever you break down the family unit, as you know, you, you can look at no matter if it's education, no matter if it's criminal justice, um, no matter uh, what segment of the population that you look at, when the father is not in the homes, the families do worse. And so for a child uh, who doesn't have a dad in the house, have to go to school, and then you look at their reading and writing uh, and their math proficiency levels, they completely plummet. It's almost exactly in line with the doubling. Uh, if you look at the dropout rate, if you, you know, 71% of kids that drop out of high school across America are fatherless. Think about that number. I mean, it's, it's, it's overwhelming. 86% of kids that are homeless in America are fatherless. You talk about drugs and addiction. You talk about the issues that we have with opioids and and, and other uh, illicit drugs. You look at that; almost 75% of the kids that are on drugs and have overdoses are fatherless. And so, you know, there's you don't have to look around. And this issue should really uh, light the fire in all America. We all have to do more. But when it comes to democratic policy, the policies of the left. They really perpetuate uh, this evil because when you don't give a child school choice, now you're not allowing the system, the government, which that's what the government is for, is to come and and catch and give a little bit of assistance to the underserved. Well, you don't do that if you don't educate a fatherless child. You don't do that if you don't offer a fatherless child um, after school program and the ability uh, for them to participate in sports coaching. That's what we're seeing happening in our streets right now. The divide that we have and the, the issues that we have in the inner city community, they, the majority of them stem from fatherlessness. And so Gina, this is a real issue uh, that needs to be looked at, uh, at. We need a committee on it. I mean, I'm, I, I serve as the White House appointee for President Trump for the commission uh, on black men and boys, uh, but that commission has been idle since COVID. This is an issue that is not going to be able to be solved by the Congressional Black Caucus because those folks are gonna do nothing but perpetuate uh, the opposite things that we need because they wanna fundraise and make money. The only way that we're gonna get back to these issues is if we reform our public schools, if we put God back in our public schools, if we put discipline back in our public schools, bringing the paddle back to our public schools, allowing these kids to start having to to be accountable uh, when they disrespect police officers and they disrespect teachers. All of these things are the only way that we're gonna fix our society Otherwise, you're going to see that, that number in the next 30 years will we'll double or triple again.
1: But, Kim, the problem I see with everything that Jack said is that the power brokers don't make money from the things that Jack said will fix the problem. And I think you are well aware of this. They make money when you perpetuate the critical race theory. They make money when you perpetuate Black Lives Matter um, and you get people to riot in the streets and you focus on race and you blame police. And then when you defund the police and you create more crime, in minority neighborhoods and more broken down families um, and that makes even more money for the Louis Farrakhan's and the Jesse Jackson's and those who fly in and out of these riot areas on their jets um, and then these families collect money in civil suits millions upon millions of dollars that they then donate back to the coffers of the Jesse Jacksons and the Louis Farrakhans and the Black Lives Matters leaders and the um, and, and all of the rest of this and so it, it is a very very lucrative profession to perpetuate issues that really aren't at the crux of the breakdown of the family that really is at the crux of the the harm that is disabling these children and and these communities. And so how do you get that message to these moms and dads who really do love their children and really do want the best for them, but are being lied to by a self-perpetuating system that is profiting dearly off of their children?
0: Yeah, you know, and, and that's really deep and you hit the nail on the head there, Dr. Gina. I mean. Unfortunately, you can add the lawyers to that list. They're making a ton of money Thank off of you. this too. Thank um, you. Know, this is a prob- yeah, this is a problem. This is you know its own industry in its way. You know, this is the only country in the world where race baiting makes millions and millions of dollars. And so, unfortunately, go ahead and try to, if you can, to answer that question because it
1: really is despicable um, it, it what is- they've done. And go ahead.
6: It's disgusting. I mean, Gina, you hit the nail on the head. It it, it goes back to money, and you can track back the dollars uh, to profit uh, off the backs of people's emotions uh, and and the race baiting. But and then it goes even deeper than that when you when you start to now uh, use police officers uh, as really yeah. your pawn. Now everything is anti-cop, no matter what it is. We just Gina, we just had a police officer who literally saved a, a black girl's life from another person who was in the in the act of stabbing her. Yeah. And we ostracizing and we are crucifying uh this police officer who is literally doing his job. If that was 100%. my daughter about to get stabbed, I don't know if I'm going to be sitting here with the same perspective, but it's like we've lost humanity. Like we are and these politicians are continuing to incite the flames of this mess. Even Athletes like LeBron James are on publicly inciting the flames of this mess. We got to pray for these people because right now, uh, the black leadership in America has to get better. I'm not going to look anywhere else. I'm a black man and I spend my time helping black people. I have always done that since I've been an adult. My every year of my adult life, I've spent serving my people. And I'm not going to sit back any longer and just allow and watch black leaders um Elderly black people who are supposed to be the father figures and the mother figures and supposed to stand for discipline and truth in our nation as sit back and profit uh, and gain power off the off the suffering of these young kids. I'm not going to sit back and watch it anymore. I'm going to call them out. I'm going to continue to serve harder. And I encourage all Americans to call these folks out because they are not that don't let them shame you. They are not the answer. uh, And the only way that we're going to fix our nation is if we improve our black leadership.
1: Jack, we have 103 police officers killed in the line of duty just this year. We have 26 people shot in Chicago just over the last weekend, Jack. Um, we had a seven year old little girl killed in the McDonald's drive through this weekend. Um, none of those names are known. Um, and yet we have this perpetuating, um, you know, grandstanding. By these uh, rioters and BLM leaders, that is just relentless, and we have a media that carries this water for them over and over again. And if you turn on your television to the traditional media or whatever you want to call it, uh, they, they there's just there's nothing else that they want to talk about other than that. And then you have um, people who don't get their news anyplace else; they literally don't hear anything else. They're completely tone deaf, and and so. When you have that as, as you know, what many people are tuned into as their main source of news, how do we get down into these neighborhoods? Does it take people like you and me just walking into these neighborhoods? I mean, I'm just about ready to do this, Jack, um, just to walk into these neighborhoods and, and pass out flyers that give these kinds of st- statistics. Because when the police leave these neighborhoods, when they're defunded, You know, unlike Maxine Waters, who got extra security to go into those neighborhoods to say, yeah, riot more. Well, rioting more means more dead black little girls. That's what that means with no police protection. Now, that's what that means, Jack. You and I both know it. And Maxine Waters, by the way, knows it, too, and doesn't care because she's surrounded by a veil of protection of extra security, not just in the Capitol, but she travels with it. And that black little girl doesn't have that same advantage and you and I know it. And so what do you and I do about the fact they're being lied to and manipulated for votes and power and money and they don't realize it? Who's going to tell them this?
6: We're gonna have to empower the the spiritual leaders in these communities, the church leaders in these communities and we're gonna have to get to the schools Uh, When I say get to the schools, I mean the kids that are leaving school at three o'clock and going and getting in trouble, having no guidance, not playing sports, not participating in extracurricular activities. All these kids are doing are sitting on their iPads or sitting on their cell phones or doing things where they can get exposed to this media and this brainwashing them. The only way we're gonna do this is if we get to the youth. This generation uh, is completely lost. I mean it's sad to say and it's sad to see but whenever you have a culture that's perpetuating violence that's that's really promoting victimhood I mean literally you have multimillionaire entertainers and athletes preaching to these young black kids that they're victims it's unbelievable so this 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 war has to be fought spiritually but it has to be fought on so many levels uh, Dr. Gina. What you're doing right now is fighting the war. Keep getting the media out there. But yes, we do got to get our hands dirty. But we got to get to leaders. We need people like Kim Clayson. We need leaders like Burgess Owens. We need strong African-American men and women who are willing to go out there and take on this leftist mentality. Take on this this you know decades-long brainwashing. Don't forget, we're, I, my ancestors were slaves. I get it. I know what we've been through. I know the history of this country. And it's not all pretty. And no one's going to pretend that that's the case. But for me to sit here and know that I had access to a quality education, knowing that I lived in the greatest country on earth that had opportunity to, to prosper for my family, for me to sit here and pretend like I'm a victim, when I know that every other black nation across the world wishes they could come here, black people from all over the world come to the United States of America to pr- pursue our pr- prosperity. And if you look at the numbers, look at the numbers for Nigerian Americans that come to the US. Their, their average income is higher than white Americans. Look at the, the, the numbers for, for Haitian Americans and other black races that come over here and immigrate to our nation. They are thriving and prospering. And they're looking at, at native African-Americans like, like myself, folks like us. They're looking at, at us saying, what in the world is wrong with you? You're burning up your own communities. You're burning up your own uh, places where you live, and you're walking around as if you're the victim. This has to stop, and the only way it's going to stop is if the entire nation rallies around strong black leaders who can speak to these youth and get our culture back on track with discipline, respect, and fear of God.
1: Yeah. Well, and I frankly don't think that um, black, white, I don't care what color you are. I think if you have a platform, you have to use it. And that all use colors it. need to be respected in this argument as well. Uh, Jack Brewer,
6: but Kim Clay, I'm calling out the black leaders. The black leaders got to step up more. Our kids, That's there ain't, right. nobody, there ain't <laughs> nobody else getting shot. 24 people in one community shooting each other across America. There's no other communities where you can have 100 people shot in one memorial day weekend those are black communities and it's the music we listen to it's the entertainment we put into our kids ears it's this new uh i'm so hard i'm so tough i'll kill you on sight mentality away from god no fathers in our houses those are the issues that we have in our black america not the cops i'm not worried about the cops the bad cops they go to jail like chauvin just went to jail and i hope they put them all in jail but that is not our, the root cause of our issues. The root cause of our issues is fatherlessness, and it, and it must end.
1: Coming up next, thank you, Jack Brewer, and thank you to Kim Look. Klasick. We lost her. but Thank you so much to both of you. Coming up next, uh, it is our News You Didn't Know segment, and also you won't believe the ridiculous reason why Gen Zers are losing sleep at night. That's right, right here on Dr. June Primetime. Stay around. Welcome back to dr gina prime time it is time for some news that you didn't know and here with me now to report jessica rivera jessica what do you have for us today
4: well dr gina as we all know today is earth day as you mentioned earlier a day that started 51 years ago to combat current environmental problems we face and contrary to what liberals the left democrats and environmentalists believe Conservatives actually don't hate Earth. Anyone with a brain understands the importance of Earth's resources and being good stewards to our planet. What many conservatives hate is the extreme extremism and the demands and the hypocrisy of the climate change movement, and that the left loves to hijack well-intentioned celebrations to fit their extreme agenda. For example, the Environmental Protection Group, also known as EPA, the government agency that actually came out of Earth Day, And the agency in charge of addressing problems like the Safe Drinking Water Act amongst many others still has 16 cities in the United States today that still have too much lead, arsenic and radium in their water or residents that just can't afford water prices in their area. But how is this possible when the EPA's budget for last year alone was $9 billion? It's been around since 1970 with a starting budget of $1 billion and the average salary at the EPA is $80,000 a year. Not too shabby. My point is, if $9 billion cannot solve major environmental problems like this, then what will? And what's the point of the agency if it's not working? Because after 50 years, I think we should have a good idea if it's working. Instead, environmentalists concentrate on demanding people recycle and turn vegan as they push to destroy the animal farming industry. And why, Dr. Gina? It's all in the name of saving the planet for future generations. How about we work on current human needs, like having access to basic clean water and not killing human life in in the womb? After all, aren't they the future generations these environmentalists are talking about? Instead of constantly looking for things to fix in the future when we have plenty on our plate right now, once that is all taken care of, then go ahead. By all means, plan for what lies ahead So happy Earth Day to everyone, but I would just like to remind environmentalists that their day is actually June 5th, World Environment Day. So stop hijacking celebrations, especially today's. And I say this, Dr. Gina, because it's also my birthday and I have dealt with this since childhood and every year it's more extreme (laughs) and more extreme. So that's all I have
1: to say. i am so sorry that they hijacked your birthday but happiest of birthdays to Jessica. Thank you. Nobody deserves a happier birthday than you Jessica because you do so much to to make this show amazing and our network appreciates and loves you so so much. Thank you and happy birthday to you.
4: Thank you and I love you too Dr. Gina. We all do. (laughs) Oh thank you.
1: All right. Now, as we mentioned, it is Earth Day, and that means it's time for Greta Thunberg to tell us all how to live. She testified on Capitol Hill today, but uh, does anyone really care what she thinks? I think not. Here with me now, radio talk show host, Andrea Kay. Andrea, great to see you.
5: Always good to be with you, Dr. Gina.
1: Andrea, there is a new term called echo anxiety that USA Today did a story on, which is about the fear of environmental damage or ecological disaster. Andrea, Greta Thunberg, uh, we're told, suffers from this and that we're told that we should have a lot of guilt because the whole Gen Z suffers from this and it's our fault. We have caused this and they co- compared it, Andrea, to PTSD in soldiers and veterans of war. It, we've done this to that generation, they say. What say you?
5: Well, I say, yeah, that, that there is, um, I don't know how much in the last year that there's been panic and fear and anxiety over uh, climate or anxiety or whatever term you just you just gave, gave me, by the way, uh, because the, the left has spent the last year hijacking, the, uh, the panic over the climate anxiety is about hijacking Earth Day. Uh, to create panic in order to assume power. Uh, The last year they kind of took a little break from that, right, they they took a little uh, hiatus from that in order to seize control of our minds and brains by implanting uh, panic and fear and anxiety and instilling PTSD into the minds of young people over a virus, right? Same tactic, same ploy, same methods, so now we've got two types of anxiety and panic and fear being uh, inflicted onto the minds of children and it's child abuse. And to have it be done using another child is so manip- manipulative, it's so disgusting to me and it needs to stop. And, and, but I'm happy, by the way, just to go back for a moment, that forever going forward, instead of it being Earth Day, today will forever be uh, Jessica Rivera's birthday. That's right, and that's what
1: actually matters. <laughs> and unfortunately, Andrea, <laughs> we are totally out of time, and I only got one question in for you, and I had so many more, but thanks for being with us.
5: Thanks for having me.
1: And thanks to all of you out there for joining me tonight, and thanks to everyone here at your new home for Real News, Real America's Voice, R-A-V-TV, live from Studio Six B. up next with Damon and the crew. Hug your children, love your God, go boldly now, and live the truth.